Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Sal Basama Era podcast. Uh, we are talking about Spectacular Spider-Man issue 167, and I am your host, Dr. Chris. His friend, uh, not Dr. Chris, Dr. Drew. Hello, everyone. Dr. Drew. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. So, but yes, Spectacular Spider-Man 167. Yes, the uh, last part and the final appearance of Night and Fog. We do not make Ever. any other appearances. Ever. Uh, ever. But not the last appearance of Mary Jane's plotline. We will get to that. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I have the plot synopsis and the dates and stuff like that. Night and Fog. Uh, what is it called? Uh, a Misty Kind of Memory was released August 1990 and written by Jerry Conway and Pencils and Ink by Sal. Teller is Bob Sharon. Letter is Rick Parker. And editor Jim Scudup. Uh, while searching for the assassins known as Night and Fog, Peter got amnesia in the previous issue. He ends up working on a boat for Night's younger brother. And Night's younger brother discovers that Peter is, in fact, the costume vigilante from America called Spider-Man, but he doesn't know his name. So his secret identity is technically still intact. Meanwhile, back in New York, Mary Jane is having dinner with fellow actor Jason Jerome, and he invites her into a horse-drawn carriage and leans in for a kiss. In a split second, Mary Jane closes her eyes, indicating that she does indeed enjoy the kiss. She pulls away, telling him that she is a married woman and this cannot be a thing. While Mary Jane is spurning Jason's uh, advances and he is still contemplating wanting to get in bed with a married woman, Thomas Fireheart uh, pays a visit to the Kingpin to become the Kingpin's newest assassin because of rivals such as Hammerhead and Chameleon were causing problems for him. Back at Liverpool... Peter thanks Leo Knight for his hospitality, but thinks he should check in with the American Embassy to see if they have any missing reports about people such as him. As he says this, Malcolm Knight and Thomas Fogg arrive at the pub and get into a fight. At the nearby alley, Fogg transforms into a mist. Spider-Man puts on his costume, and his memory starts being triggered once again. He's able to defeat Knight and Fogg once and for all, and we never see them again, and his entire memory is returned. After explaining everything, Spider-Man suggests Evelyn that Malcolm wanted to shield her from his other life and shield it from himself. Night and Fogs are basically defeated by themselves. Uh, back in New York, Mary Jane is in bed praying for Peter's return, realizing she enjoyed the kiss with Jerome to be continued on the soap opera drama that is Mary Jane's wife that we don't care about. Indeed. Honestly, this entire plotline of Mary Jane feels like we just needed something to do with MJ. I don't know why. Um, uh, concurrently happening over in the other books, uh, Lathan Lubinsky was just killed off uh, by the Vulture. Mm-hmm. And Peter is going to be losing his spider powers voluntarily again coming up. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's happening while this is going on. Yeah. And uh, Peter is also under the thrall of Calypso over in the adjective list Spider-Man book by uh, Tom McFarlane. Tom McFarlane. Yep. Right. So, um, I, the cover. What did you think of the cover? You know, honestly, I thought it was great. I mean, it really, to me, like, that's a that's a great selling point because you literally get a summary of everything that happens in this in this one issue. You know, like, and then the way it's, it's everybody has their time to shine. Nothing's overcrowded. It's nicely, like, again, Sal does amazing work. Like, there's literally everything you need to know about this 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 story issue is on that cover. Right. Uh, Mary Jane's romance, the, the villains who are going to fight Peter, and um, the captions everywhere. I love the one at the very top next to the Marvel logo. Sick of bats and turtles? Try Spectacular Spider-Man. And, of course, this was... 1990 i think in the previous issues we've talked about how 
Um, the Dick Tracy movie was also out, but yeah, the Turtle movie had come out in 1990, and the Batman movie had just come out in 1989, and Batman Fever was still pretty high. Right. Yeah, it's pretty big by then. Yeah. But I, I, I agree to you. This, this to me was it's entertaining, but again, I don't really feel it was one of of, of Jerry Conway's strongest. Stories. It's very soap opera-y, and I don't know why, but you know, some of the the leaps in logic here were a little like, like. Especially, I don't know why, but Peter working as a fisherman, and just nobody questions, oh, this guy is really freaking strong. Yeah. But, you know, and then you have... That oh, glazed over look on his face while he's lifting up the... Uh, I, I'm assuming it's uh, just a net of fish. fish. Yeah, and they're just like, wow, you're really strong. And I'm like, kid, like, that's not normal. No one can lift up that much. But And then you have all this, like, you know, you, you have the inevitable... One guy is more evil than the other. He kills his brother, and then everybody's in a fight. There's it's very, it was it was it really felt very soap opera y more than some of our other stories. And going back to page four, right above Jerome and Mary Jane Head is the uh, another one of Thomas Fireheart's uh, Spider Man pro pro propaganda Spider Man uh, sign Spider Man the Swinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet she is. These uh, pro-propaganda Spider-Man signs that are everywhere uh, because of Thomas Fireheart remind me of what uh, was happening in uh, up until recently. Um, and I mean real recently. I'm talking about the Beyond storyline. Um, mm-hmm. During Nick Spencer's run on Spider-Man, the Kingpin had pro-propaganda Spider-Man signs everywhere with him and Spider-Man in the same photo, which was driving, oh, no. of course, the other heroes nuts because... You know, even it was driving Peter nuts too because he was not advocating for this. But the but the uh, the kingpin needed to alienate Spider-Man from the rest of the heroes because he's currently the the uh, the mayor of New York. Right, of course. The storyline that's being wrapped up right now in uh, the Devil's Reign uh, miniseries crossover event that's happening. Oh yeah, it's been pretty good. But uh, like I said, this story to me was. I mean, it wrapped up the the story. It's sad because I feel like. So part of me is like you you could have done more with night and fog, but at the same time, they're you know, it's a suit of armor and a and a and a bunch of mist. Like I, I don't know what more they can do, you know? So I kind no, of No, I mean night's uh okay. So I want to point out how these guys change. In turn to page thirteen, fog changes just by trans just seemingly transformed. But night makes this like sound effect, like zazak. And it's is it is this like the sound effect that Colossus makes when he transforms? Because in the X Men movies, we see Colossus just kind of like suiting up in body armor. You know, it goes from head yeah. to toe. Whereas in the Deadpool mm-hmm. movies, he's always in armored form, just because I guess that was easier to animate. But right. um, you know, he he does make kind of a Zack sound in like the X Men animated series. And this is the only other mm-hmm. hero. That's the only other hero I can think of that has any kind of like organic body armor. You know, yeah. now this is an experiment that was done on him, of course, whereas, you know, Colossus was is a mutant power. His mutant right, power is right. out of all the mutants and their powers, you know, Gene Gray's makes sense. It's, you know, it's telepathy and, you know, t- you right. know telekinesis and same thing with Xavier mm-hmm. and Emma Frost, whatever, you know, Shadowcat being able to, you know, mold her body through the walls, you know, th- that makes sense yeah. or whatever, the science behind it, Cyclops right. or whatever concussion blasts sure force of you know power coming out of his eyes you know if we but we got to animate it in a way it looks red so that's fine 
uh, Wolverine healing factors. Really, don't forget Wolverine's healing factor is his only mutant ability. Uh, Adamantium yep. claws were the the bonus add-on. Um, right. You know, makes sense. But Colossus's powers have never made sense to me. Like, where is all that armor stored when he's in human form? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think there's those those comic book plot holes that they don't talk about, but they're just kind of like you just kind of accept it. I just right. it's funny that you say the sound effect because I, when I heard it, I kind of imagined like you know when Transformers are are you know shaping up. So I just imagine right. and, sh- and, and 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 when um when Archangel you know when Angel became Archangel and his wings were mechanical, they folded up into themselves on his back, which is totally fine yeah. because his regular wings right. he had to kind of you know tuck it back a little. Um, yeah. th- this guy, it's like where is this armor coming from? His butthole, his feet. What a yeah. pocket dimension is it like? Is it like Megatron with the the pocket dimension where the fusion cannon gets the energy from? I I, I have no idea, but yeah, I, I just that, I, I don't get the armored uh, superpower people that, that that's yeah, not Iron but, Man or Steel where they summon it. Yeah, but I I will also say this: I'm kind of I'm I, I'll be honest with you, Chris. I'm kind of done with with Puma doing this debt thing. Like I kind of just want. I was like, you're either a good guy or you're a bad guy. Like this whole well, like that's, oh that's being wrapped up after the Avengers uh the Avengers outlaw the, the Avengers uh Silver Sable Wild Pack cross you know storyline involving a new mm-hmm. um villain a cannibalistic group of uh insects um from space okay yeah okay good yeah I'm no so it's a it's a it's a, cool, it's a cool it's a cool enemy because they're cannibalistic insects <laughs> sweet but no yeah. I just I, it's just I mean like. He's a decent villain, but it's uh you know, I'm just getting tired of everything is oh, I'm trying to fill my debt. And then, you know, every time someone's like, Okay, well, whatever this, no, no, that won't work. Like, I'm just like, oh my God, go away. Like, gee, you fucked up. Like, admit it, move on, but you know, honor and shit. Like, whatever. But, uh, I thought it was funny on the Spider Tacular Spider Mail page, the very bottom right hand corner is the kiss being reprinted for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why. We don't mm-hmm. usually have captions from the comics being reprinted in the letters page, but they felt as though we needed the uh, infidelity kiss between MJ with her eyes closed and Jerome. And she does close her eyes, which uh, last time I checked, you close your eyes during the kiss. You're enjoying it. Yeah. And she's, she, you know, she had that little that freak out. I was like, ah, uh, crap. So ne- trouble next in paradise. Issue, the Mighty Avengers guest star, but they, are they friends or foes? Be here for the unexpected answer. Meanwhile, the all new and all nasty Tombstone gives everyone a hard time. Aha! Uh-huh, over and uh-huh. with Spider Man, the Wall Crawler faces off against the Sinister Six as the biweekly insanity reaches a fevered finale in Amazing Spider Man, and Tom McFarlane buys the United States and makes everyone wears tights. Ah! Can you can your nervous system take this much stimulation? You know, the, you know, the one thing I've never really understood, and, and maybe you can, because you're a bit more, uh, is how did these, these, these same titles, the same character, how do they explain how they all happen in the same time? Like, well, torment's happening with like, within like a couple days of itself. And okay, sometimes it's just a matter of like three or four issues in a month take place in one week. Jesus. That's one week. That's oh, exhausting. Uh, oh, that's that's fair because I was always wondering that. I think they remember they made that joke back in the day, and I was in one of the New Avengers run. How like Wolverine can be, you know, on the Avengers, but then he's also in the X Men, and he was just like multitasking. It's my real mutant ability. I was like, I'm done. 
Yeah, he even makes that joke to Cyclops, like, buddy, you're stretching me too far. <laughs> he's also wondering. in the, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. He was in the New Avengers, he was on X-Force, and he's in the X-Men. Ads in this <laughs> issue, Fleer's football rookie sensation trading cards. I was never a real sports card trading card collector. Uh, Wrath of the Black Manta. Ever played that ninja it, game? No. Was it good? No, never played it. Uh, an ad for the Nickelodeon Club, because Nickelodeon was all the rage in 1990, let me tell you. Yes, it was. Um, crazy amount of, uh, you know, uh, love. The Uncanny X-Men uh, video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Box Adventure for the TurboGrafx-16. Little comp- two-page comics for bad. Mm-hmm. Um, American Comics and Entertainment ad where you can order comics from the comic book instead of going online. Uh, lots of ads in here for the Punisher, X-Men, Robocop, The Simpsons, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Aliens, and Spider-Man. What a great time. Yeah. Um, the Bullpen Bulletins. Stanley Soapbox is in here as well. Uh, they talk about Howard Mackey, who I've been trying to get on the show, my radio show, to talk about his career, the writer Ghost Rider, because around this time this issue published, the new Ghost Rider uh, debuted. Was that um was that Dan- was that Danny Ketch? Yep. Okay. Nice. July twentieth, at theaters everywhere, Arachnophobia came out, and I still have never seen this movie. Oh my god! If you actually have Arachnophobia, don't, because I do, and watching it i'm not gonna lie some scenes have stuck with me over the years that it's it, it's funny because it, it plays off as funny but if you're scared of spiders it's horrifying because they actually use like real spiders and i'm just like how do you direct a spider and a konami <laughs> ad on the very back of the comic book for um super c and snake's revenge which i think was a uh, Metal Gear Solid movie and there's two newspaper ads in here one for bad news and one for interplanetary press the bad news article says terrorists go nuke and the interplanetary press article says aliens master military minds I can't I can't I, but we've, we've come a long way with these ads oh my god wow I can't thank you I, I enjoy when you read these because I'm like wow, I really feel like I'm back in the 90s yet not Definitely, definitely. Well, we definitely got some really cool '90s Avengers stuff coming up. We're gonna we're gonna have a slew of characters to talk about in the next few issues of Spectacular Spider-Man. It might be one giant episode, I think, or it might be broken up into its three parts. But we're gonna have a crap ton of characters to talk about as we're gonna have both the Avengers and Silver Sable's Outlaw Wild Pack team, which has like Prowler, Rocket Racer, Will of the Wisps, uh, Sandman. Absolutely, I'm excited about that. Yeah, so and that's uh that's around the time, by the way, where we'll we'll get into it. But that's when uh, a lot of characters started becoming reserve Avengers. So in case the Avengers were out of town, they would call Spider-Man or somebody or Moon Knight, and be like, "Hey, we need you to go stay, you know, hang out in Avenger Mansion in case there's a, uh, you know, Cree level threat." <laughs> yeah, wasn't that around the time that Sandman was trying to go legit? And it wasn't he at one point kind of a reserve Avenger? And in fact. Yes, in the Return of the Sinister Six, which just got wrapped up, he didn't want mm-hmm. to rejoin the Sinister Six. But Dr. Oh. Octopus threatened the family he was living with, and if right. he didn't comply, he would Doc Ock would murder them. Yeah, that's how a lot of... I, I seem to recall there was a Spider-Man storyline where that happened to um, Molten Man, too. They yeah, like, Molten Man has pretty much still gone straight ever since. I think he's also been cured of being the Molten Man, too, by the way. 
Last uh-huh. time I checked, he was cured of being the Molten Man. So, but what shall we do? he was cured of being the Molten Man by the kindred Harry Osborne. So, will I'm sure somebody will come around and retcon it so he's the Molten Man again. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because the the person who cured him was Harry Osborne, but it was revealed Harry wasn't who we thought he was. He was the demon kindred, and the Harry that yep. we thought was who it was was a, a, a clone. Yep. Good times. So. Yep, good times. That whole storyline uh, <laughs> didn't end with the marriage uh, being fixed. It ended with the the goblin babies not actually being real. So that's, I guess, well, one bad continuity thing. Fixed. Well, well, at least we have some small things to be thankful for. Right. Uh, that's all the time we have here. Actually, my battery's about to die on my computer, too. So uh, who, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Facebook, um, Ghostbusterman1984. Um, I do a lot of work with Screen Rant. I do a lot of stuff here at the Dorkening. Uh, I'm working with Chris on one or two awesome projects, which you all should definitely keep out, new, uh, eyes out for. And I'm yep. generally just not here. So leave a message after the beep. And you can find me on my other comic book show, which is coming back in March, Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash Podcast. Where, and I do a horror radio show for the last 14 and a half years on the dial. And I got my own graphic novels. Uh, Vlada, a Dracula tale, Vlada, Chronicles of the Dam, Vlada, Tales of the Tales of Vlada, or whatever it's going to be called. So we got a lot, lot of comic Vlada. book stuff there. A lot of plus Vlada. a new comic book in the development right now that's not Vlada related, but will be not safe for kids. So thank you everyone, oh and check out all of our great stuff. We'll be back in a couple weeks with the Avengers Spider-Man crossover. Absolutely. Stay tuned, everyone.